Hello, you are listening to Deeply Curious. My name is Cody Jensen, and joining me is my beautiful wife, Sarah. Hello. In this episode, we want to tackle pretension, <laughs> hipsterism, <laughs> being cool, judgment, um, yeah, irony, sarcasm. Amen. Hate. <laughs> Uh, before we jump into today's episode, I just want to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by the Jensen AV Club. It is produced by Christian B. Schmidt with associate producers Greg and Christy Jensen and with additional support from all of the staff and crew members of the Jensen AV Club. If you don't know what the Jensen AV Club is, it is our Patreon page. It is where you can get exclusive content, deeper access to us, um, but at the end of the day, it is how this show is possible. Yes. Um, for people just like you, um, helping to contribute uh, financially to uh, allow us to continue to do this. Keep it going. Um, so if you want to um, check out the Jensen AV Club, you can do that by going to jensenav.club. Uh, there's different tiers you can check out and different levels of support, different levels of access. Um, again, that's jensenav.club. Yes. So... Jumping in to today's topic. <laughs> um, so th I wanted to talk about this pretension um, because I feel like I've gone through a journey in my life. Um, I am now 30 years old and in my 20s, even before, but uh, we'll just say in the last decade, mm -hmm. um, from my early 20s especially, I would say I was a very pretentious person. Mm -hmm. um, I looked down on things and people that I didn't think met my standard of excellence. Yeah. Um, and my standard of excellence, you know, involved uh, everything from photography and design and creativity, but then also just technology and... Uh, I don't know, paint just color. Like, yeah, like Just like a way of life. Right. I mean, everything. And I still um, love good design. Well, yeah, we'll talk about. Because I think the the point is not have, it's not getting rid of standards. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's not the point of learning how to not be pretentious. Yeah. But so I used to be like, I would say very pretentious. Yeah. Um, probably. I mean, it's kind of, that's why I would view my past self um, is definitely just being a like jerk. <laughs> um, yeah. You were very opinionated and you weren't afraid to say the opinion out loud. <laughs> right. Um, and I wasn't fully capable of letting other people enjoy things. Right. That I thought were less, less than, than excellent. Yeah. Um, and, through my journey of becoming a an emotionally healthy adult, in my journey of trying to become more like Jesus, mm -hmm. and just in my journey of like trying to find enlightenment and trying to just be a better person, mm -hmm. I have come to now very much loathe pretension. <laughs> you like hard swing way to the other side now you're mean about pretentious people <laughs> yes i'm pretentious against pretentiousness like yeah. i don't know it's just one of the, the one of the attitudes that gets me the most it affects me like as far as bothers me the mm -hmm. most is people being pretentious and trying to be above it all mm -hmm. and it's just an interesting thing for me to think about just like one, the wild change I've gone through in the last 10 years mm -hmm. um, for the better, mm -hmm. I would hope. Um, but then also I just wanted to like discuss why, like why I feel so strongly against oh. that. Well, I think to start the whole conversation, I think just like, I have come to, because I do have strong opinions as well. I keep them to myself, um, always have, but I I do have like opinions about certain things. Um, but I think mostly 
I've learned that like enthusiasm is way more fun. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like the, the older you get, you know, you're going like in young twenties, you want to be like cool and accepted and you know, whatever. And for some reason we think the way to do that is to like congregate around our mutual hate of something. Mm -hmm. Also, it's easy to, right. (laughs) It really is easy to relate to somebody um like oh you hate this too oh my gosh we're the same you right. know like building community the, around hate is it's really much easier easy. yeah um but i think like nothing anything that is hard is worth doing right and so it's a lot harder to find people who are enthusiastic about something and like congregate around that and so i just think like enthusiasm is way more fun and just kind of like i guess stay in your lane and like like what you like Mm -hmm. and don't worry about everybody else it's not about um losing your standards or like i mean you are a designer and a creative and whatever so like you have good taste it's not about lowering your taste it's just about not I think throwing that taste in other people's faces mm-hmm. and and not not bringing someone else down so that you can feel better. Right. You know. I just think enthusiasm is way cooler. <laughs> yeah, and it's also I think it's scary, I think is why like Yeah, people, I mean there's a vulnerability to it, I think, probably. Yeah, there's a vulnerability to being enthusiastic. Like yes. there's this I don't know if it's new. Like it may have, this may be something that has been around for ever, but it seems to me like it's like, it appears to me that like, there's this thing that, um, young people, you know, hipster type Mm -hmm. people, um, but mostly just young people in general, like try to hide their unbridled emotions behind this, wall of of irony mm-hmm. of hatred of like and not hatred as in like a discriminatory sense but just like hating starbucks let's say right like it's it's like it's it's now it is the cool thing to do right to dislike hate, to dislike starbucks like if you if you are if you want to be in the cool crowd then you need to not like starbucks right you need to, uh, I've noticed recently, you need to not like uh, um, those rentable scooters, um, right. like the limes and things like that. Um, like you need to be against that. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to be, you know, all these things you need to be against in order to be like in the cool crowd. Right. And, you know, we talked about this uh, in a previous podcast when we were talking about 1975 and how right. uh, Matty Healy was talking uh, in the song about... Irony. Yeah, I'm talking about irony. Yeah. And how we hide behind irony. And I didn't really in that conversation understand what he fully meant by oh. hiding behind irony. Cause we had that, you know, we talked about that, like how I don't really get it. I do. I get it now. Yeah. Like, cause I've been able to put more words and more examples to it. And the fact that it's just people are just building walls to protect themselves from saying or showing emotion. Yeah, because when you think about it, showing true emotion means like you are bringing down a wall of some sort. And Mm -hmm. so like if you're showing true emotion, another person has the right to accept or reject that. And if they reject that, then they're rejecting you, like the most true form of yourself in that moment, right? Mm -hmm. So irony, sarcasm, you know, those kinds of things that like we hide behind they're not rejecting you like (laughs) if they disagree because you've turned off your emotions so it just is much easier to do that i think Mm -hmm. and i don't think it's anything new because i just read um letters to a young poet this week it's a 10 a book of 10 letters um on like life and advice and whatever and in one of the letters he talked about irony (laughs) that was written in like 1902 or 1903 Mm -hmm. and he talked about getting rid of irony and like not using irony as a crutch and Mm -hmm. you know in your writing and things like that and i mean that was in 
Germany or somewhere in the 1900s. So yeah. I don't think it's anything new. I think it's just um, probably maybe more apparent in our culture now mm-hmm. because of social the social internet or something. But I yeah. d- I do think it's felt very strongly, like you mm-hmm. you know the um, judgment. I guess. Yeah, I mean like. To bring back the example of Starbucks, because I think this is a... um, It's an easy example. It's an easy example, and also it it applies directly to me. So I, you know, basically it's like, why do you care what I enjoy? Right. Because it doesn't affect you at all, like literally at all. Like it it has no effect on you what I enjoy. Right. And so whenever like... Whenever we say like uh-huh. that, you know, we 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 went to Starbucks and people are like, "Why? Why are you going to Starbucks? Like, there's so much better like places around or whatever." Right. And it's like, "Well, I've gone to those places. I've tried the drink that I like to drink, and I don't like it there." Yeah. So I go back to Starbucks because I like the way it tastes there. Yeah. I don't. I'm not saying that what I get there is this like artisan crafted fancy <laughs> drink that like you know you can taste the notes of um, Huckleberry Finn like it's. The fact that I drink it and say, hmm, that's good. <laughs> and whenever I, think, I drink the other one that is at this like highly crafted, you know, place that, yeah. it, you know, has the vibes that everybody wants. And I'd go sip. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I like I, I like what I drink at Starbucks better. Yeah. Like then if that makes me uncool, I don't care. Right. Like I like what I like. It affects you none. So if I flip that. Mm hmm. And view other things mm-hmm. that I have those opinions on of like, well, see, wh- how that, do you like that? It's like, okay, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it, it literally affects me none. Right. Most people don't know how to flip the script, right? Like um, most people feel like, why do you care what I do? Like everybody has those mm-hmm. reactions. Like I don't, I don't care wh- what you think. Like I'm going to do what I want to do, right? But it's really hard for us to be like, oh, yeah, they don't what I think doesn't matter to them, you know? Right. Like we're all very much in our own heads and we think the way that we live is the right way to live. And Mm -hmm. it's very hard for people to flip the script. I also think like a good example is, um, well, I think honestly, I think girls get it a lot. I think girls get, uh, the brunt of all of that kind of, uh, cynicism. Um, because it's not, guys drinking Starbucks that are frowned upon. Mm-hmm. It's it's girls drinking the the pumpkin spice lattes, you know, the basic mm-hmm. girls, the ones who are like I mean, it's just very very evident in culture. Like anything that girls are enthusiastic about yeah. is is called basic. <laughs> right. And you know, like that who cares? <laughs> girls literally rule the world. Like that it's true. Like anything that like teenage girls are into is going to be a popular thing. Right. And drives the economy. It drives that. the economy. The bands that make it are because of, of young mm-hmm. girls. Like the, it's just how it is. So enthusiasm pays off. Right. It, it, that, that reminds me of like another form of um, pretentiousness, I guess, of, the the whole thing about things becoming too popular. Yeah. And how you like a band, mm-hmm. you continue liking a band, but then too many other people like a band. Right. So you're like, eh, I mean, I used to like them, but they're too mainstream now. Yeah. It's like, why do you give a flying flip? Like, <laughs> you listen to it, you like it. Like, it yeah. goes into your ears and you like what you hear. Mm-hmm. That should be all that matters. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, we feel like, we have to take things that are too popular right and and hold them at a distance of like well mm-hmm. i liked their early stuff um but now you know it's it's a little mainstream or it's a little you know yeah. whatever um whenever you could just let yourself feel and be I like think, i love their music yeah i think there's just something really like threatening about about truly enjoying things like to on a personal level like Mm -hmm. i think there's something in ourselves that's like if i have too much fun (laughs) Mm. you know what i mean i think i don't know there's something that's like keeps us from doing that and for a long time i was that way 
like I said, I have my opinions mostly on like books and art, but like I have my opinions and I think other people are wrong, you know, but I, I think, um, I just learned really quickly that like you shouldn't, I never want to be the reason someone feels bad about what they like. You know what I mean? Like, I mm-hmm. never want to be the reason someone feels self-conscious mm-hmm. or um, or something. Because I know what that feels like. Like, that's happened to me. And, you know, I, don't, I just think there's nothing worse, really, than being enthusiastic about something and have someone shoot you down because of it. Right. And I just learned that I do not want to be that person. So I just keep my mouth shut. Like, if somebody loves something, let them love it. Like, it doesn't matter what you think. And it's not about, like I said, lowering your standards. It's just about not forcing your standards on somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, I um, I think, like, I, well, I mean, obviously, music and movies is a really good example. Because I used to be very, very opinionated about, like, what, and I still am, about like, what I consider art to be. You know, but at the same time, I've figured out that all art is subjective and all art has a place. Like there is a place for bubblegum pop music, even though we did a podcast on what makes a pop song. And mm-hmm. when we, uh, what was it like two years ago or something? And I talked in that podcast about how much I hate pop music. Mm-hmm. And then maybe like four months later, I realized that like I like when a song makes me happy. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like there's something about a song that just like makes you like bob your head that Mm -hmm. is enjoyable. And why should I not enjoy that? You know? And I think like there's a, there's a place to, for music to make you feel things and also to make you smile. Yeah. That's just the truth. So like all art is, should be welcome. Like you should, be willing to feel whatever that art is trying to make you feel, whether it's happy or sad or anything in between. Right. And I just never want to be the reason that somebody doesn't feel happy. Yeah. That's pretty much what I've learned. I mean, that it's hard be in that realm of just like great art. Yeah. Not getting the recognition, the same level of recognition of... For sure, a piece of art that is just makes you feel good. But totally. in this, and it again, I think this might be somewhat of fighting that that pretentiousness. Like, yeah, like the, no, it, it is natural because it's like I think about the fact that the song "Old Town Road" mm-hmm. just became the yeah. most streamed or downloaded or listened Something. to, whatever it is. Like the, the of number all time one Billboard like, for however many weeks. Like and, the of all time, yeah, like, ever, ever. Old Town Road, like, yeah, <laughs> and it, that song makes people happy. Yeah, it's very catchy. Mm-hmm. It has a great groove. Mm-hmm. Like, it gets stuck in your head. It's smart an marketing, e- earworm like crazy. Yeah, um, but is it like Bon Iver level art? No, not to me. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I guess to me, no. Like, yeah. I think there is much higher level of art. Yeah. And so sometimes it's hard to be like, well, why doesn't like, re- like real deep, right. like meaningful art mm-hmm. get the same recognition? But then again, it's like, but it doesn't matter. I agree. I have a hard time. And I've talked to you a lot about this a lot with like certain mediums of art and, and what succeeds and what doesn't. And, and it's really hard to accept. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, but I also think if you just change your perspective, like what I've done in like music specifically is just like with Old Town Road or whatever, it's just like, well, all anybody is looking for is something to ease the pain for mm-hmm. a minute, you know, like we're in living in a very difficult time, you know, like there, there's no denying that. I mean, just the human existence. The human is existence difficult. is difficult and, and the couple of years that we've had and, you know, like I, I saw this, like every, the whole country pretty much has PTSD about all of the shootings that are happening. And like everyone's just on on edge. Mm-hmm. And I think there's nothing wrong with allowing somebody a minute right. of happiness, even though maybe that means that it becomes the number one song ever. And I don't think it de- maybe deserves that spot. That sounds a little harsh, mm-hmm. but I don't mean to be harsh, but 
you know, like may- maybe it doesn't deserve that spot, but right, you know, who am I to say that somebody doesn't deserve to enjoy streaming Old Town Road? Right. No, I'm nobody, you know? And like, I just think there is a place for everything. And I think that you can educate people on, you know, what, like for you specifically, you have very high standards of taste and excellence and whatever. And it's not about diminishing those, but it's about learning, I think, how to educate people who don't have great Mm -hmm. taste. It's about teaching rather than shaming. Yeah. I don't know how you do that exactly, except for just having open conversations Mm -hmm. about like why you think this art is on a different level or something. But I, I do think there's a way to like live your truth or whatever you want to say and like speak it out loud without um, shaming other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would I would say I would used to fall into that camp that you just said of like educating people, but I feel even I don't now, mean educating in like, I mean literally I just like when you're having a conversation. But I, I just like, I even have a hard time with that now just on like a philosophical thought experiment of just if even i should like educate people on taste like i can like what i like and i can share what i like but to like but to tell other people that like something and be like oh yeah that's really cool well let me tell you why this thing is really cool as well and maybe even better like no, you know that type I, of thing no i mean just sharing what you like and why you like it and mm-hmm. i th- i think that's what that's what i mean by educating yeah. i don't mean like oh let me tell you why you're wrong right. in a nice way <laughs> that's not what i mean i mean a prime example uh that is glaring at me in the face is my large apple tattoo um <laughs> that I got whenever I was 21, 20 20 years old. And and that time and the years following, um, I was very pretentious about Mm -hmm. people who used PCs. Like I could not accept that you would use a PC and I would tell you about it and I would tell you all the reasons why you're wrong, why everything, that Mm -hmm. why a Mac is better and why you should get one. I'll go to the store with you right now. We can pick one out. (laughs) Like it was... There was no room yeah. for anything other than what I considered to be the most excellent like, right. piece of technology. And then uh, by the time I was probably 26-ish, like I had come I had come down from that and like I had transitioned into a time we, that I'm still in now of just like, oh, I don't, well, it doesn't affect me. Do mm-hmm. whatever you want to do. Like yeah. if you use a PC, like how does that affect me at all like yeah it doesn't it it, you use what you you use the piece of technology that allows you to do the work that you want to do right the end i also think i i do think there is like superior tastes like there are levels of taste and and like what is more um i don't know like what's more excellent in Mm -hmm. design and things like that um but I also think it it and probably this is true because pretension is self-centeredness in a way. But I I think it's so very selfish or self-centered to say like my taste is better than your taste. Like how how much higher do you view yourself from other people to say like you have worse taste than Mm -hmm. i do like and and who says that your taste is the best right you know what i mean like it's the best to you it's it's all subjective i think maybe Mm -hmm. like i do think there are certain levels of taste that are just clearly better than others right but like at the same time who are you to say that your taste is better right that You'd have to view yourself very highly in order to, and yeah, it, it does. It does. I think come down to humbleness, like maybe in, in that as well. Yeah, maybe because it's also like there are so many people who, um, I know have better taste than I do in in fashion. Let's say like who, um, like high fashion, high end fashion. Mm-hmm. They have way better taste than I do, and I know that. 
but I look at some of the stuff they wear and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, who's to say that I my taste is better than theirs or theirs is better than mine? It's just different. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, because I that's the same thing like back to the coffee. It's like, well, right. the people who I think some people dog on like Starbucks and everything just for the sake of trying to be cool. Yeah. But then there are some people that I, you know, have developed right a a literal better taste mm-hmm. for coffee and I believe and that's coffee type true. drinks than I do. And so whenever they taste certain things, they're like, my elevated taste says this is good mm-hmm. um, versus me who I don't even like coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't think any of it's good. Right. So I don't, I don't even right. have a taste, let alone elevated taste. Yeah. Um, you know, and same thing with like wine. It's like the, the fruitiest like rosé that's sparkling. With all the sugar. <laughs> it's like that to me. I'm like, I, I take a sip. I'm like, hmm, that's good. <laughs> If I take, you know, sip of this, like, I don't know, I don't even know Dark wine terms. Something. And, you know, it's like some $850 bottle thing and I'm take a drink and I'm like, oh gosh, that's disgusting. Yeah. And it's like, it's hard whenever I think about all the different facets of what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Because somebody who has elevated palate mm-hmm. within their coffee, you know, wine tasting, it's like, yeah, they do have a better taste than me. Or is it better? Like, is it a better taste, or is it just they have developed a taste for wine for I would coffee? Say maybe it's like, not and better. I've developed a taste for design, right? Not an elevated taste, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it is elevated because I it, would say it's elevated, a, not better. And I think you can make a distinction between the two. Yeah. And maybe there is a hierarchy of everything and there is better and there is worse. But the whole point of this conversation is it doesn't matter if somebody else likes something that's worse than what you like. Right. And Or what you deem worse. Yes. Because um, some things aren't actually worse. <laughs> yeah. Some things are just different. <laughs> it's just like, I guess for me, I don't want to be defined by the things that I don't like. Right. By the things that I hate or by the things that, you know, I find, you know, mm-hmm. on the, I don't want to be defined by negativity. Right. I want to be known and defined by the things that I love. Mm-hmm. I don't want people like whenever I enter into conversations about like, you know, who we are or what's that person, you know, what's Cody like or, you know, whatever. Like, well, I mean, he hates Starbucks. He hates like this. He doesn't like this. And you're like, oh, cool. I got a good picture of who he is. Like, that's. I don't want any of that to be a part of like my bio. Mm-hmm. Like I want my bio and my representation of who I am to be defined by who and what I love. Yeah. Not who and what I loathe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think um, it's just so much more fun to be happy. Like, and and it's so much easier to be happy when you're not, worried about how everyone else is wrong you know and i i think there's um i saw this thing maybe it was a video or something i mean like 10 years ago a long time ago um and it was this girl who was saying like it's okay not to like something just don't judge people for it you Mm -hmm. know and i think that's exactly it like it's okay not to like whatever you don't want to like but you don't have to judge other people for liking it you know and there's this quote that i read of which i think i've mentioned it on the podcast before but this mom who's her son was watching a ballet or whatever and um when it was over on tv when it was over she asked what he thought of it and he said it's very beautiful but i don't like it and i think like that's just it's it it is possible (laughs) To have both of those opinions, mm-hmm. you know, like you can understand why somebody else likes something and still not like it yourself. Um, and you you can just like let people like what they like and understand that it's not for you and mm-hmm. vice versa. Like it's not, I don't know, it just seems like a lot simpler and a lot more enjoyable <laughs> yeah. way to live. <laughs> yeah. I think. the This is a little bit unrelated, but something you said in there sparked in my brain. The, uh, uh, this, it was a story or a clip or something. Anyways, the, uh, of 
somebody was making fun of the way another person laughed. Yeah. And the, the other person was like, <laughs> said, oh yeah, just make fun of them for the way that they show the most joy that mm. a human can feel. Mm-hmm. Like, because whenever you laugh, like that is a, a physical, mm-hmm. like manifestation of your unbridled right, joy. Like you cannot contain it. And, and so, so like you laugh yeah. and it was like just pointing out the fact that when we make fun of other people's laughs, we're making fun of the way that they feel the most joy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, some people's laughs are just super funny, but right, um, it doesn't change the it doesn't fact. change it. But it's just like made me think about like that is true. Like that's funny how we sometimes we will criticize like the way others feel joy exactly, and that goes right into what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So I guess like my next question is why why do we why is it so hard for for people in general like Mm -hmm. why is it so hard for us to truly let ourselves be enthusiastic and enjoy and feel versus how much how easy it is to like hide behind walls of irony Mm -hmm. and pretentiousness and because i think it's much easier to say in irony lol i'm depressed than to look at someone and say, I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can make jokes about how terrible you feel, but yeah. it's still a joke, right? But like, it's much harder to just like be real. I think it gives us a um, security blanket and that that way if somebody does reject or whatever you want to say in some form or fashion, we're still protected. Like the the innermost part of us is still protected on some level. Whereas if you ju- if you, if you have no blanket, if you have no wall, and they you know say something hurtful or whatever, like there's no protection there. Like you feel the brunt of that mm-hmm. instead of like the wall of irony. I think. Yeah, and that is in the opposite emotion of what I'm asking. Like, I, I guess it's easier no, I, It's easier for me to see, like, if I'm feeling bad, then it is easier to, like, bring sarcasm or irony, like, into the conversation of, like, I'm depressed, like, type thing. But, like, okay. I guess more so, why is it harder for us to be, like, I love Harry Potter, like, right. and well, just, like, go all out and say, like, I love it. Because... So, like, if you let's take like a stupid rom com or whatever, something that like is polarizing <laughs> to some people who would not call it real art, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you if your favorite movie is Twilight, mm-hmm. that's a good example because I dislike Twilight. If your favorite movie is Twilight and you're going on, you're like, oh my gosh, I love Twilight. I loved the third movie, but whatever. And you're like going on about how much you like it. Mm -hmm. And then I just spit out like, oh my gosh, this is the dumbest movie I've ever seen. Right. What you actually heard was that you are dumb Mm -hmm. for liking Twilight. Right. And right, then, and you're and like, so, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, was, I know it's not blah blah. blah. And then you backtrack right. and you you make up for right the vulnerability of enthusiasm that you just showed. Mm-hmm. Enthusiasm. So, yeah, I said it, <laughs> but but it's like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no protection there still. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I yeah. I mean, I, it's raw emotion, regardless of if right. it's positive or negative. True. I think that's it. So it's much, much easier to hide behind a wall of something. Mm -hmm. And I think it also, I I think part of the, or one of the side effects of that is that you don't love things as much. Yeah. You You don't let yourself. Yeah. You don't let yourself love things. And that's a terrible way to live. Right. I mean, we are on this earth and we have the ability to feel yeah and love and like have these moments of sheer like uh i don't know euphoria mm-hmm. fine with whenever we discover things that we love mm-hmm. um you know whether that's 
like a amazing book, movie, piece of art, or nature, mm-hmm. um, or architecture. You know, like all these things. Like we all have our different things that, like, whenever we encounter it, yeah, it is the meaning of life, mm-hmm. and brings like basically for me, it like it's a piece of heaven. Like it, it is like God. Like in the moment of of those uh like things and for i guess it's just so vulnerable to share that Mm -hmm. be like with what you're saying because of i guess the reason i pretentiousness is the reason we hide behind pretentiousness yes we're all just protecting ourselves like instead of like truly accepting whatever and and whoever and everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're just all like protecting ourselves from the same thing that we do right yeah let's like i don't want to ironically like things yeah like i almost think like old town road uh i think that it i think there's two facets to that that the reason that it uh you know became the most listened to song Mm -hmm. you know whatever the thing is um is because so many people listen to it quote unquote ironically mm-hmm. and it's it's not even that they that we listen to it ironically it's that we actually like it and we mask it with ir- irony of like right like a lot of these well, that's super what a super meme is right so right it's like a lot of these super popular you know things that have happened over the years where it becomes a cultural phenomenon like old town road like um the Carly Rae Jepsen song. Um, oh yeah, call me maybe. Call me maybe, like that whole that just exploded, and a lot of it exploded through the lens of irony, mm-hmm. of like we're doing this thing because we all know it's bad, and you know it's like, but we still love it's it. It's funny, you know, it's funny or whatever. To. Instead of just being like, I love it, the end. Right. Um. So I was just thinking that, like, I wonder if, you know, the Old Town Road, like, becoming that mm-hmm. huge hit has some to do with like the state of like the rampant state of like irony in our culture of like i mean probably i wouldn't doubt it i don't know i mean that's exactly what a meme is though right right? and things that become cultural phenomenons are memes now Mm -hmm. like that's just like how it happens that's what it is yeah so the the other thing with this whole attitude uh-huh. of like you know, the sarcasm, the irony, the pretentiousness, like that whole thing of just that's what it takes to be cool. Mm-hmm. Like that's what cool people do. That's what the hipsters are like. That's what the people who, you know, are the are the in crowd, the cool crowd, like right. are those that, you know, participate in that attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's led Basically, I just don't want to be cool if that's what it takes. Right. Like, I don't want to be a cynic. I don't want to be, I am naturally already a more like cynical and critical person. I have to fight against that. Mm -hmm. And because I think that's, that is what I want to do because I feel better. Mm -hmm. I feel like, what's the point in wasting my life away Mm -hmm. being cynical about things whenever I can be optimistic and, and just enjoy and feel, you know, the feelings of happiness. Mm -hmm. Like why, why try to hide that? And so it's like, if that's what it takes, I don't want to be cool. And then also I, we were listening to, um, a podcast with John Green on it. And he said something that I absolutely loved was that, to be cool is to be a form of cold. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be a cold person. Mm-hmm. Like I I want to be a warm and inviting person. I want to I want to be a person that people are drawn to by my warmth, mm-hmm. not drawn to because I put on this air of mystery and coldness. Mm-hmm. And so I think just in this whole conversation of just like the pursuit of cool, it is the opposite of what I believe I want my life values to be. Yeah. In that I want to be love and uh, humble and open and, you know, just all the things. Like basically, if you put it to put my Christian glasses on and look at it, just the 
the ways of Jesus, the fruits of the spirit, the like, all of those things, everything that I'm pursuing in becoming like Christ is the opposite of what it takes to fit in with Mm -hmm. the cool crowd. Yeah. Well, it's like on that podcast, John Green also said, um, you know, to be the opposite of cool, um, you run the risk of becoming a sentimentalist and becoming um, maybe like uh, all the cliches, you know, yeah, like he said, a cheesy uh, version, of a yourself. cheesy version of yourself. Yeah. Um, but if if that's the cost, then it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Like if the cost of not being pretentious is that I become a bit cheesy. What is that the end of the world? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it the end of the world to like feel feelings of everything deeply right is it is it the end of the world to like let people live their life and like not criticize them for it no (laughs) it's the opposite probably Mm -hmm. it it makes your life better by not judging other people yeah it just does (laughs) uh great example the i went um to i went skiing with my family uh like i don't know a dozen half dozen times like growing up um every few winters we'd go and because i thought like the cool thing to do yeah would be to snowboard yeah and so i snowboard like the first i don't know four ish five times whatever it was i would snowboard and we only went for like three days every couple years so like you you spend most of your time learning like again like how to do all this stuff and then you have like maybe and you are sore and you have like a mm-hmm. you know, day to play or whatever. Um, and so I, you know, I want to be cool. And the cool thing to do is to snowboard. So I snowboarded. And then um, I, like the next time we went, um, I snowboarded the first day. And then I decided I, maybe I should try skiing and just to see what it's like. And I switched to skis and I absolutely loved it because I just had way more fun. Like mm-hmm. I just had so much more fun skiing than I did snowboarding. And my two parts of the story. One, me, I could have been having fun way more years prior to that. Right. If I wasn't trying to just, you know, cool. do the cool thing to do and just, you know, skied. Um, secondly, since I switched to skiing instead of snowboarding, whenever I tell people that, I get an air of pretension Mm-hmm. back you know it barring that you know it, two other like snowboarders or people that have done that like they give this air of like pretension of like it, snowboarding is better than skiing like yeah. why would you do that like how could you have more fun like skiing it's like well i put the skis on and then i had more fun that's how <laughs> like you know yeah and so it's just like a one a keeping yourself from mm-hmm. you know full enjoyment and then you know obviously bringing other people down for mm-hmm. enjoying things that you deem less than yeah it's just really not i just think like if you just think about like how you really do affect other people's lives like if you're friends with someone you're going to affect them in some way like if you're having a conversation with a person that's going to affect them and like do you really want to bring them down right for something that they love Right. And I don't think anybody who is a nice person would say yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we don't want to. Like you and and so it's just I I don't know. I keep that in mind whenever I'm talking to someone who maybe has different opinions and tastes than I do. Yeah. Um especially with books, you know, like doesn't matter what I think about the book. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They like it. I'm going to let them like it, you right. know. I, I just don't want to ever be the person who makes somebody feel worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think in that situation, like there's nothing wrong with having a discussion about a book that you no, didn't like. No, I don't like. think so either. That's what I'm talking about, like, like educating them. Like they didn't like, or you didn't like it, they really liked it in like talking about, okay, tell me about the things that you liked. Like what, like, and tell, right. like what did you love about it? Like, you know, like, oh, interesting. I didn't really see it that way. Like whenever I read it, like I felt like this when I was reading that. It's interesting to hear you say the opposite. Like, and so that is just a conversation. Yeah, but what I'm more talking about is people who call like Fifty Shades of Grey right. literature. Yeah, you just have to. LOL. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. like cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not here to like 
you know, yeah. bring anyone down, but I don't have to agree. Either. Within this conversation, one other thing that I was thinking about is it, putting on, again, like putting on my uh, like Christian worldview through this of thinking about being cool mm -hmm. in the pursuit of being cool, meaning to be cool, have to um, bring on it, uh, you know, air of uh, sarcasm and irony and, you know, be pretentious about certain things and, and to like, you know, yeah. you, you have to like certain things because that's what the cool kids are doing. And within the context of a Christian community who hopefully are, you know, trying to pursue the qualities of Jesus and become more like Jesus, meaning become more loving and more humble and more giving and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And that reminded me of this kind of cultural wave that uh, made its rounds in the last couple months of the Preachers and Sneakers um, mm -hmm. Instagram account. So if you don't know, in uh, a few months ago, there was an Instagram account that popped up called Preachers in Sneakers, and it was essentially started as a joke by a guy who was joking around with his friends about all of these young hipster preachers um, who were wearing um, very like expensive thousands of dollar um, on the resale market um, shoes and and you know Gucci shirts and like you know just all this stuff. All that stuff. You know, same thing has been going on forever, you know, mm -hmm. you know, preachers back, you know, in the 60s, 70s, 80s, um, you know, all wearing like these thousand plus dollar suits, you know, just right. like that type of thing. But now it's moved into streetwear. And so just started this uh, Instagram account of these hipster pastors on stage um, wearing off-white, et cetera. And then they would put the um, like resale market value right. of the item next to it just as a social commentary of what is happening. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get into the full thing because we could easily talk for Ever. a long, long time about uh, all of it. But I think that, you know, within that, there is the pursuit of cool. Mm -hmm. It is trying to be cool. It is trying to put on an air of cool. And maybe it is the fact that they are cool. Right. And that that is their... Again, people, taste. there are levels of taste. And, you know, whatever <laughs> that taste level. Um, but for me, and within this, it's like, if you, I do not see how, if you are on the path to humbleness, I do not see how the path to humbleness leads you into a Gucci store. I mean, this is kind of where you and I disagree, though. We've had that conversation. I, I think that it's very possible. I think that it can be difficult to decipher. I think that people can lie to themselves <laughs> just to make themselves feel better. Mm -hmm. But I also believe that it's possible. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm saying that it is. I'm saying it, I think for certain personalities, it's not possible. Probably. Yeah. But I think for some, it is possible. And so... Yeah. In Who are the, you to know, really? In this, uh, I guess I want to put a caveat here that I, I'm not, I'm, I hope that this doesn't come across as like, like criticizing or being critical of these people because I don't know any of these people personally. This is just like more so a social commentary on uh, consumerism plaguing the church mm -hmm. more so than like throwing shade at certain pastors. Right, and I think you can definitely talk about that. Like... um who was it? Propaganda said something about like, if we can't handle these questions, then we're not really ready to talk about the question of whether um, we really should be living in a capitalistic society. Right. And like, mm -hmm. I think, you know, that's true. <laughs> right. And so basically the reason I bring this up, so I don't want to go down on that tangent uh -huh. um, because the reason I bring up the whole thing is because talking about the cool, like, be trying to be cool mm -hmm. you know being part of the cool like that whole thing the thing that we're yeah plagued by um you know everybody is for me in this realm of like putting on literally clothing that gives you this air mm -hmm. of cool and like all of that that comes with it 
it within this now this is i'm not talking about people outside the church this is specifically inside the church especially in positions of leadership for me it gets down to the fact that you are preaching with your mouth a inclusive gospel message that all are welcome mm -hmm. while externally physically you are giving the message of exclusivity an exclusive but our cool kid club it's like a group of exclusive cool kids saying hey check out this inclusive cool jesus that you know loves everybody but i'm giving you an air of exclusivity that you are at arm's length to me because i am a part of this cool kid club but are they only giving off that air because the brands give off that vibe like only a certain amount of people can buy gucci you know mm -hmm. can afford gucci right right and so like is it are you only getting that vibe because the brand sells that or because a person sells that because that's also a different conversation well the brands they sell exclusivity that's the whole thing with high-end fashion and right. high i mean high-end streetwear streetwear has taken the same path as as high-end fashion they're they're merging yeah and so they're it's all the same boat now and within that they sell exclusivity they sell that not everybody can have this right and so that that is what is being sold to all and some people buy into that and they buy into this um scarcity mindset of that this thing is worth a certain amount of money and it it tells other people about me because of the exclusivity of it and the type of people who are drawn to the exclusivity of it are the people in the cool kid crowd the celebrity crowd all of those people because they are exclusively can obtain this thing then others want to obtain the same thing to say i'm in the same crowd as them so it's this exclusive cool kid crowd that is it, outside of the outside of you know a christian worldview who cares like that's just their prerogative and i'm not saying it's healthy for other people to do that and i if you want to get into a, a conversation just about consumerism in general I would love to have that, but <laughs> I'm talking more so specifically like within the gospel message, within the lens of, of Christianity, I do not see how they can coincide fully. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And that's not to say like that it's wrong to ever wear streetwear or it's wrong to ever wear high-end fashion like i just by saying that out loud means that one day i will wear it because <laughs> that's just what happens it is now yeah. on public record so one day one I'm, day i'm gonna have gonna something have on gucci have on off-white or something somebody's gonna get a picture of it and they'll be like remember that time whenever you're on the podcast um but I right like that... right now i just don't I just, I'm not saying you can never, like, I'm not saying that you can't, know. but I just, I really don't. They seem to me to be opposing energies. I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I also think it's way more complicated than a simple answer. And in fact, I think there probably isn't an answer, yeah. truthfully. I think that there's way too many deciding factors and you can't just put a blanket statement on a bunch of people um i and i think it all depends on an individual person mm -hmm. and that's not necessarily fair to <laughs> just be like you deserve to wear this you don't you don't right. you know like that that doesn't make any sense and also kind of goes back to what we were saying about like just let people do their thing right i also think it's really hard again there's not a simple answer, but I think also part of the exclusivity feeling, I think, I think you have to take ownership of that. Like if, if, um, you are feeling like you don't belong in a certain group, then like you have to take ownership of that and just believe that you belong there anyway. Until you decide, I don't want to belong here. You, 
Do you know what I mean? Like there have been so many people who I'm friends with who I didn't know thought I was too cool for them to hang out with for so long. They're like, I, I'm not cool enough to hang out with you, blah, blah, you know? So mm-hmm. they like resisted friendship for so long and it's like, it doesn't make any sense, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think like part of that is insecurity. Part of that, I think you do have to take ownership of your own insecurity in in that specific right. regard of yeah. inclusivity and exclusivity. Like you never know if somebody is willing to include you until you try to be included, mm-hmm. right? Like th- there is a reciprocation that has to go on, I guess is what I'm saying. It's a give and take. Yeah. It's not all one-sided. I think it, for me, it gets into like, which level are we talking about here? Because right. at the end of the day, unfortunately perception is reality and yeah. if the perceived attitude the perceived air of of somebody on stage is yeah. different than just somebody who is a christian wearing something I don't or hanging out with somebody like so i there is a lot of nuance and there's a lot of levels and there's a lot of things that go on within that conversation but there is something to be said about when you put on this attitude, whether that attitude is like literally putting on clothes that give off an attitude, or if you wearing those clothes gives you an actual mm-hmm. attitude, you know, there's, I don't know. I'm, I'm not quite sure how to fully articulate like, the the all the different levels within a succinct amount of time because i think there's different levels of leadership different levels of perception different levels of all sorts of things but to get back to the core of this conversation is just i want to be on a path of humbleness i want to be on a path of love and a path of selflessness mm-hmm. and within that path i do not see room for like being a cool kid or being um critical and cynical Mm -hmm. and like all of those things that are wrapped up in like what a cool hipster person is like i just i'm not saying that a cool person can't be humble Mm-hmm. you know or whatever i'm just like you really will you really have to hold these two seemingly opposite things at the same time yeah which is part of being a christ follower i mean you do have to hold true two truths at the same time at all like always but uh i think it's part of life yeah i think that there are i mean i think life is holding seemingly opposite truths and learning how to live with it yeah i mean that's just that's just it and i think that that's the problem with pretty much everything is that it's two opposing truths mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and uh so what I was actually, what I'm trying to say, what I was actually saying is for me in my life, my personal life, not thinking about the world or other people as a whole, just for me, mm-hmm. I want to pursue a life of humbleness and selflessness and you know move towards being more like Jesus. And within that, that means I have to find, have to get rid of the cynicism and the mm-hmm. criticalness that is more natural for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that ultimately it leads to being just a happier, more emotionally filled person. Yeah. I mean, I th- I think when you really think about it, nobody's like, yeah, I want to be cynical. Mm-hmm. Nobody logically thinks that i don't think (laughs) they're not like sitting down writing out their life values cynicism you Mm. know that's not how it works but i think without paying attention without intentionality you become that because the it's really easy to let the world 
you know, get you down. It's really easy to let the world tell you what you should and should not think and do and feel and be. But I, it's worth the fight to not let the world do that, you know, mm-hmm. and to find your enthusiasm and let other people find their enthusiasm. And then at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. Yep. Also, I just realized that I just transitioned into being old. Because old men, for all of eternity, reach a certain age where they stop trying to be cool. Yeah. And they wear sandals with white socks. Yeah, you found it. And You did it. I just realized that I have stumbled upon nothing new. <laughs> I've just reached to the age where... I no longer care what is cool. And it's I just all wanted, downhill from here. I'm gonna, <laughs> all right, well, I guess I should end this podcast so I can go buy a fishing pole and some golf clubs. It's <laughs> like Crocs. Yeah. Crocs are cool, though, again. So, yeah, see? I- irony. There you they go. Are, they, are, they are in with the cool crowd because they are ironically cool. Yep. There you go. So, anyways, thank you guys for listening to Deeply Curious. Hopefully that um, conversation sparked some thoughts in you to you and you can mm-hmm. continue um pondering upon uh <laughs> the the pursuit of cool yeah um if you want to help support this show and get deeper access and exclusive content um you can check out our patreon page by going to jensen av dot club and there are different tiers of involvement that you can do every single dollar makes a difference um And to all of our members, thank you so much. See you over on uh, the Jensen AV Club, and we will see all of you next week. Bye.